Welcome to the podcast! I'm John Brandian, professional comedian for more than 30 years. And I'm Amanda McKinney, John's daughter for more than 30 years. Our family believes laughing is a learned behavior, and we want to teach you how we do it. So welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. Welcome to the comedian next door, or as you have come to know it, Carl, the comedy sojourn. Is it? Can I say that, Peach? Is it all right if I, if if I refer to the old podcast, or do I have to pretend like it never existed? Um, I think it's appropriate. I think it's only fair that I a nice send off that I refer to it as a thing that actually has been happening for the last four years. Yeah, we don't have to pretend like this is this is a brand new thing. Almost five years. I'm sorry. I'm just really distracted by how smoothly I pushed all of those buttons just now. <laughs> the uh, Peach is now, we're no, we're no longer recording into a single device that's balanced precariously on the edge of the table. It is uh, an actual gizmo, I think is the proper <gasps> technical term for it. You probably can't hear that. It's a doohickey. Your phone is, your phone is ringing. <laughs> My phone is ringing. Where's Hold on, it I'm going to pause because I know how to do all right, so I'm back. I had to take a phone call. Have you silenced your phone now? I've silenced my phone, and it if it rings, you're not going to hear it. It was our buddy, we'll fellow see. comedian, it Bob was, Smiley. It was it was Bob. Yeah. It was Bobby, Bobby Smiles on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you almost said your other name I almost for said him. the other name for him. The Tim Hawkins inappropriate for family consumption name for him. Um, uh, but it's not inappropriate. It's just it's just childish. It's, it's not inappropriate. It's, it's just childish. the kind of name childish. that you guys would have come up with if you knew each other when you were 12. Right. Yeah. And since we didn't, we have to make up for lost time. And right. so we call each other by 12-year-old names now. And it's not inappropriate. We, we're doing this Vacay with the Comics. If you haven't gotten your your tickets for Vacay with the Comics yet, then uh, you should put this on pause right now and go order them at johnbrandy.com. But uh, Bob's going to come with us. And Again, full of... Uh, I'm calling it the ultimate backstage pass. So if you've wondered what it's like to sit around a campfire or in a dining hall around a table with a Or bunch. in an ice cream shop. Uh, is there an ice cream shop? Mm-hmm. It's not an ice cream shop. It's like a snack. It's a snack they shop. They have ice cream there. Okay. Well, the place where you, can, where you can shop for ice cream is an ice cream shop. If you've no wondered what it's like to play gorilla ball or... Mm-hmm. Um, or sit on a pier. You can sit on a pier with comics. There's rumor that Ken Davis wants to drag Bob Smiley around on a, a tube. It's more than a rumor. That is a verified fact. Yeah. We're, we're going to try, try to best. make that happen. Try our best. But uh, uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is because we are sending videos to to promote this to the camp. And we've got two in the hopper. Bob is making a video right now. That's what he called about to ask how to how to send that video in. And so be looking for that. Those those videos are going to be hitting the the public forum very soon. Yeah, johnbrainian.com. And yep. check out, there's more information about the camp, more information about all the comedians that are going to be there. And it'd be fun to it's, have more people. It's going to be fun, whether you're there or not. So it's your call as to whether you want to come. But you're going to miss out on a, a whole lot of fun if you're not there. 
So. Yeah. So do you want to, so, but when you hung up with him, it reminded us about what we we're going to talk about today. Yes. And, and it's, so do you want to take credit for it or should I? Oh, should it be? Uh, yeah. Let's do, let's do yours. Mine? Okay. I'm going to be in a whirl about this? Yeah. Okay. So it's. Peaches in a world. It's time for Peaches in a world. This is our segment where Amanda sounds off on whatever it is that's got her knickers in a knot. Yeah, this ought to be interesting because until literally three seconds ago, I didn't know what I was. What you were in a world about. In a world about. Um, well, oh, I know because I was telling you about, um, this wasn't even Bob. Somebody else on social media shared a um, shared a meme <laughs> or a picture. I'm sorry. I'm knocking stuff over here next to the microphone. Okay, go ahead. It didn't really make that big of a noise. Yep. Um, somebody shared a picture of a lady in an airport wearing like this tent over her upper torso, the upper part of her body. Right. Like what you might, it was like a mini version of those little tents that soccer moms use when it's raining. So you okay. think you put your whole chair in it right and uh but she didn't have a chair she just it just was smaller just draped over her it was like just the top half her chest and like her head right and um and so so people were laughing but a bunch of christian people were like because it was shared by a pastor here in town mm -hmm. and uh so there's a bunch of christians just like this is ridiculous like lord help us with all of the fear that we've allowed to come into our you know Right. society our community plus it's a, it's a silly looking get oh, it up. was ridiculous it was a, yeah yeah it, and the only reason that you would even attempt to wear something like that in public now is because of this corona because of this pandemic right and you've and you're justified now in going out and wearing whatever ridiculous garb you want to wear in yeah. the interest of uh you know flattening the curve or yeah. whatever well but it was like an older looking lady maybe in her late 50s or early 60s mm -hmm. and and somebody in the comments the one karen shows up and <laughs> was there only one it was one that's but, encouraging well she said the comment and then she had you know the other people who were like like oh, she's right yeah, yeah she's right yeah. You got she's made a point here so what was her comment she said she's not hurting anyone and so we should really just leave her alone. My philosophy is if a person's not really doing anything harmful to another person, that we should just let them do, let her be her. Right. Let her do her. Let her do her. Let her wear this. If let it, her look ridiculous. It's not hurting anybody. Right. And she's right. It wasn't hurting anyone. It was making me laugh. <laughs> and I don't think I was hurting anyone by laughing either, but she didn't leave me alone. Karen didn't leave me alone and let me do me. Right. And that's, that is the particular point that we have to keep making over and over here at John Brennan Central and that is that if you're if you're going to say well this person isn't hurting anybody by by wearing this outfit then it is absolutely true what you just said that we are not hurting anybody by laughing at them right. either and to be to be painted as the villain to be painted as somebody who's doing some sort of grievous harm emotional harm to someone because we find their outfit ridiculous <laughs> is is incorrect yeah. it it's yeah. it's yes it's fine if she wants to if she wants to parade around in public looking like a goofball she has the right to do that right. but we also we also have the right to react to somebody as if they are a goofball right well so really more specific to the to the thing that had me in a whirl. In a whirl. I suppose. Was that the part of the comment where Karen says she might be she might be going off to visit her elderly mother for the first time since the pandemic. 
started, or maybe she just got finished with her own treatment and she has a compromised immune system. We don't know her story. Here's another oper- Here's another option. This is another random fictional story that I'm creating in my own head that I'm I'm going to share with the rest of you to As show if you it's certifiable fact to show you what a vivid imagination I am because of how com- I have because of how compassionate I am. Right, I'm so full of compassion I can make up hundreds of potential <laughs> stories that would justify this outrageous outfit. I'm a good Christian, so I could go all day about things that might be happening. I can rationalize this insanity in dozens of different ways. (laughs) So so that was when I was like, yeah, you know, that's the kind of stuff that deserves to be called out for what it is. Because I'm I'm a writer, you know, I have a blog for many years. I went to writing school i could come up with probably a bunch she of has a vivid imagination too <laughs> i could come up with a bunch of creative different reasons for mm-hmm. something like that in fact comedy is all about looking at the absurd and then trying to come up with a you, rational you are now stealing my thunder i was okay. just about to say that <laughs> okay go ahead just about to say, say as, as you're you're as a, a writer i am actually a comedian certifiable and i know what's funny when i see it and if if it's funny, it's funny. And that is, it is not okay to go against the laws of comedy that God has built into us as humans. It's not okay to deny that that woman um, should be laughed at. It's it's not okay. It's an affront to me as a uh, as a fellow human being when you suggest oh you shouldn't laugh at her it's inappropriate right. to laugh at her because you don't know her story well, it's like stop, i don't need to know her story stop trying to rationalize the insane because that's what it means right. to write and, comedy and saying what you're saying to me right now telling me that i shouldn't laugh at that you're basically saying you don't know my story she because could, i dad she could be she, her son could be in the tent making business and she <laughs> loves him and is trying to help advertise his new model of tents. How do you know? I don't. <laughs> I don't. And none of that diminishes the ridiculousness and the absurdity of the situation. Maybe she has a rare condition, and that tent is literally holding her head on her shoulders. <laughs> that could be true as well, which makes it even funnier. Because <laughs> there's got to be a more efficient way to keep somebody's head attached to their body in the airport did i mention it was in the airport <laughs> the giant tent just walking around in the airport with that tent on her head right yeah right and and it's again it's fine if you're going to if you you can wear whatever you want to wear you can appear in public however you want to appear that is your right but it is not your right to tell me how I have to react to the way you look. It's not, you see what I'm doing over here? What, knocking into yeah. stuff? It's not okay. It's not okay to try to control how other people perceive your, uh, your appearance. It's yeah. not okay. Uh, there's a quote that goes something like, other people's opinion of you is none of your business. Have you ever well, that's that? good. No, who said that? I don't know. It's a, it goes around on Facebook. Sometimes, and I think it's usually attributed to nobody in particular. <laughs> Just one of those quotes with a pretty background. I have never seen that. That that doesn't get around on social media very often. Not a lot, but because that's nobody on social media really thinks that. Yeah, other people's opinion of you is none of your business. It's none of your business. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. We should have led with that. Anyway, um, it occurs to me I'm feeling less uh, worldly. Now, uh, it I'm ap- glad we had this talk. 
it occurs to me that that you were getting around to talking about the reboot of this podcast, and then Bob called, and then we just dove right in to right. the first segment. So did you want to did you want to remind Carl if he didn't hear the first official episode of the comedian next door? Did you want to tell him which was actually the comedy sojourn? It wasn't. Was it the See, last episode part of the, the comedy? Part of the reason that this uh, podcast has the potential to confuse people is because the host himself isn't really sure what we're doing here. It was the first episode of The Comedian Next Door, mm-hmm. but you didn't post it to the Comedy Social Right, it was, a, it was a secret episode that <gasps> we used for internal uh, evaluation purposes. We were trying to make sure that our levels were right. We were trying to make sure that we had... Oh, there was a number of things that we, yeah. that we were using it for. And so, no, it hasn't been. The, the purpose is that for a long time, the Peaches has been thinking that we need to be less ad hoc, less random in our presentation on our podcast, that we should have a little more focus and a little more structure. And I agree with that, but I am not good at that. And so we are joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network because... These are our people. These are our tribe. Mm-hmm. And we're excited about that. And they also suggested that the podcast would benefit from a little more structure. Which was incredibly validating for It was me. validating for you, and it was uh, very hurtful for me. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was wounded pretty deeply by that suggestion because I took it. When they said it would benefit from a little more structure, I thought they were saying, John Branion, you're worthless. He spent a few days in a tent. <laughs> I put on a tent and went straight to the airport. <laughs> to cry about to it. To try to find somebody who would seek to understand somebody me. Somebody who could validate. Right. Yeah, those feelings. And uh, so I, I am, I'm now past that. I've, I've gotten through it. I've had a good cry. And I, I, what we're trying to do is create, a, is create a podcast that's easier to listen to than our podcast has been before. We've talked in the first episode, which hasn't been published, that uh, we've made this podcast as difficult to follow as we possibly could. Right. You know, the audio has not been good. There's a bunch of background and distractions. Which there's still there's, some background still noise. background distractions. We'll never get rid of those completely. But uh, we're trying, we're, we're trying to make this accessible to people. We're trying to make it less... Uh, we're, t- we're trying to re- make it so that you don't have to be as diligent to listen to this podcast as people right. have had to be in the past. You have to really, really set your mind to listening to this podcast if you're going to pull it off. Right. Well, and there's a lot of them, and it's <laughs> been it's been kind of hard to manage. So I think just rebranding a little bit. We're still going to publish these in the same place on your website. Correct. Um, but they're it's still going to be the same topics too. Right. Yeah, and they're also going to be published with the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. So you can download their app and um, check out all the other really good content that they've got going on over there. And we will let you know when the secret episode is public. If it comes public. It might be a thing that we just put on the website and only the members of our comedy clique get well, to hear we'll it. We'll see. Yeah. We, have to, we have to wait and see what our criticism is for that episode. Yeah, but there's more meantime, criticism coming, I'm sure. We are In the meantime, we are plunging ahead going forward and and really what organization means to in a single <laughs> sentence 
what this rebrand... This is interesting because I haven't heard this yet. What, what the rebrand means is now mm-hmm. we have sound effects. <laughs> is that all it means? I mean... That's a little disappointing. I thought it was going to be a big... Announce- I thought it was going to be a big adjustment yeah, in our no. process. Yeah, not that. Now it's just sound effects? We have the peaches in a whirl sound effect, which Carl has already been able to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And we also have this. Good grief. <laughs> Gotta turn it down more than that. Good grief is a section of our <laughs> Holy cow, I'm deaf. It's not my fault that you have to turn your headphones up to a million. Turn your headphones down. Good Grief is a section of our podcast where we take a, uh, we take an episode, we take something that has happened that has been hurtful or painful or embarrassing or filling you with grief and we analyze it for where the comedy is because in all suffering there's the potential for comedy and we are going to dedicate this portion of the podcast to taking some random painful thing that has happened to somebody maybe you and explaining where the comedy is in that situation right 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 where the comedy is in that <laughs> so Okay. You can't hear the good grief <laughs> okay. over the music because it's so loud. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Uh, good grief. Okay. And as the podcast goes on, we will get better and better at triggering our sound effects. Listen, I was, again, really enjoying better. how well I did the, the very first part, that first two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we got a phone call and I had to cut my celebration short. But I did really well at the beginning. And we're back to our old ways here. So if those you of you who have, are new to the podcast, if you're going, gosh, does it always sound like this? Yes, this is very typical of how our podcast goes. meandering. But I was going to ask, do you have something for the good grief segment? I do. Well, then... What are you waiting for? Okay, I, we need to give this caveat, and this caveat will be um, shortened, and it might even be something that we pre-record so that we don't have to say it every single week. But w- it's important to understand that as we start to find where the comedy is in suffering, it's important to realize and remember that we are not making fun of people because they're suffering. We are not making fun of people who are in pain. We're not making fun of people's um, angst. We are, we are making fun of, or you're finding the comedy in a situation that is causing angst because when you can find the humor in suffering, then you suffer less. And so that's the purpose of this overall. It's not to make fun of people because they're suffering. It's to help people suffer less right. by making fun or finding the things that are funny in the situation. We don't want to make fun of people whose heads are falling off their shoulders unless secured there by a tent. Correct. We're not making fun of people who are. Uh, we're not making fun of people who are wearing a tent in public <laughs> well, for some reason. We're not making fun of them as people. Yeah. But we're trying to find what's funny about whatever's causing them to, to wear that tent in the first place. Fearless. <laughs> right. So they maybe don't have to be so ridiculous next time. Correct. And and I firmly believe from the bottom of my heart that the value in, in, in recognizing what's funny about you and in, in being able to find the humor in your suffering will make you, uh, it, it will make you suffer less and it will also cause you to become 
stronger. It'll, it'll cause you not only to, to suffer less this at this moment, but to suffer less in the future. Because if you had, if that lady, whoever it is, I don't know who she is. I didn't even see the picture. But if that lady had the ability that I am going to be teaching in this segment of the, of the podcast, then, then that doesn't mean that she wouldn't have worn that tent to the airport. Right. But her reason for wearing that tent to the airport would be to create humor, would be so that people would laugh at her, to right. make herself the object of ridicule, because hey. that, that improves other people's lives. That's kind of, uh, that almost overlaps with what we talked about on the mom cast two days ago, too. About, really? Um, because my kids are in theater. They just got parts in Winnie the Pooh. And um, my oldest daughter was cast as a boy. As Christopher Robin. Yeah, she's okay. Christopher Robin. And so, you know, Megan, my sister-in-law, her first question to me was, how does that jive with, you know, the hot button issue of transgenderism right now? And is mm. this going to make... Which is a good question. It's a good question. How is this going to scandalize church people? Or is it going to... It Does it scandalize you at all? How did you reconcile that? And, and how so, did you respond to that? How did you... Well, it, it brought up other conversations or other instances of when our children have worn opposite gender clothing well did you bring up the time when you played an opposite gender character no i didn't because i don't Do even you remember that how would i remember i was an infant is that what you're talking about right the, the yeah. peaches actually portrayed jesus when she was an infant the christ so child himself how's that for how's that a for some smacking in the face of presumptuous acting gender there. stereotypes yeah, yeah. well no, I didn't bring that up. I brought up um, I brought up the time that Tim wore my swimsuit. My brother Tim wore my swimsuit uh -huh. out out onto the porch. Yep, he was about seven, about Colin's age, about seven years old, and he came prancing through the living room wearing his sister's bathing One suit. Bathing suit. Yeah, and it was. Did, have we told this story before? So my not on the comedian next. By door. the way, we're way off track here. No, we're but, not. Go because you didn't bring up what you wanted to talk about, and this has to do with okay. With the difference between... So Peaches in a, is this an extension of Peaches in the World, or have we... No, this is still good grief. We'll have to figure it out. you okay. said that this is... That, that your so, motivation Okay, here's how matters. the good grief... Let me tie this in. This is what I do. My my mother and father-in-law, this is your grandmother and grandfather, were over at our house. And they, had, they didn't come over very often. Um, Grandpa Chuck has passed away since then. But they were over, and they were sitting in the living room, and we were talking... Just I don't even remember what that conversation was about, but the parents and the grandparents were talking in the living room, and Tim comes through, uh, through the living room and goes upstairs. Okay, no big deal. A few minutes later, he comes back down again, and now he's wearing your swimming suit. Right. And he and he kind of gets up on his tippy toes and goes <laughs> and sort of sneaks <laughs> right through the. So he knew that he looked ridiculous. Right. And the look on your grandfather's face <laughs> when you're. To see his grandson walk through the living room in a in a girl's bathing suit right. was just it was spectacular. He he watched him go out the front door, and all the whole neighborhood was out on the porch. All the neighborhood kids were on the front porch, and there was an eruption of laughter <laughs> as soon as the door closed. It was just this explosive laughter, and Chuck looked from the door over to me, and he he kind of he he had an expression on his face like. Would you care to comment about this? <laughs> and I said, I just shrugged and said, uh, the kids appreciated it. 
And, and that was the only reason that he did it. Tim, right. Tim was not wearing your bathing suit because he was struggling with whether or not he was a boy or a girl. Right. He knew that he was a boy. And that's wearing your funny. bathing suit was ridiculous and absurd. Right. And that's why he did it. Right. Same with uh, Tabby sometimes paints my son's fingernails. And we mentioned that to Megan. We're like, keep in mind that, you know, sometimes Colin wears a tutu or asks to have his fingernails painted. And it matters when we talk about motivation. Like, why? Why do you want to wear this nail polish? Why do you want to wear a tutu? You know, it's not because he thinks he's a girl. It's because he's trying to get a laugh. It's because he's trying to make people laugh. From his cousins. And that makes the difference. So you were saying that, that... a person might still choose to wear a mask or a tent or, a tent. or, or something. That's a hazmat suit. A hazmat suit, ironically. Right. You know, and there's still something to be said about that. There's still value in that. Right. But then when you come along behind that and you say, oh, this, and you try to justify it, but it, that's, that's when you actually make the situation worse from your point of view or better from my point of view because now you are you're trying to rationalize the absurd. Right. And it is, it, it's another level of absurdity that just makes it even funnier. And so while you're, if you're coming along and you're saying, oh no, the, she's wearing that because maybe she's going to go visit her elderly mother who's, <laughs> who she hasn't seen for six months. It's like, okay, I know what you're trying to do, but you're actually making it funny. You're making right. her, you're, you're making this even more absurd. Right. And I'm telling you this not because I'm trying to beat you down. I'm giving you information that you can use, and this will make your life better if you will listen to what I'm telling you. You're trying to get the rest of the world to swallow this absurdity as something that's not absurd. Right. And you, it, it cannot happen. It, it will not happen. There, people are always going to laugh at absurdity. Maybe she's allergic to peanuts. <laughs> You don't know. You just I don't knew it. know. I could tell by the look on your face that you were trying to come up with yet another scenario to justify this absurdity. That's because I have compassion right. for people like Jesus did. Right. And so do I. And that's that's another point. Another point. A, a compassionate person will explain to you when your zipper is down, when yeah. you have food in your teeth, when you have a booger hanging from your nose, a compassionate person will tell you that. Right. Compassionate people don't care more about making you comfortable than about telling you the truth. Right. It's not compassion to to make a person feel good about something that's ridiculous. We absurd. had this conversation uh, last night, as a matter of fact, on Wise Fools. Gary Varvel and I were talking about... Somebody who has food stuck in their teeth. We've done a lot of name dropping this episode. And what do you say, man? We're connected. We are <laughs> Gary connected. Varvel's there, our uh, syndicated cartoonist in our network or in our uh, yeah community. We know all kinds of people. If this is your first podcast. You have no idea how powerful and connected we are. You can't tell by listening to the quality of this broadcast <laughs> that we actually know what we're doing. We know people. We know folks. We know people. So. Uh, Gary and I were talking about people have food stuck in their teeth. And do you say something to them? Hey, you got food in your teeth. Or do you just let them go? And uh, Let them do them. Actually, it wasn't Gary and me. It was oh. <laughs> it was me and, uh, and Robert G. Lee, another comedian who I'm name dropping. But Robert G. Lee and I were talking about that. And he has a bit of comedy that he's working on. And he was talking about people who, uh, when you... 
when you get old, you can't, you don't know how to respond to people having food stuck in their teeth. And I said to him, that is not just a thing that old people struggle with, that we all struggle with that. And I went so far as to say that the person who's in the wrong is not the person who has food stuck in their teeth. And we we get embarrassed about that. Somebody says, hey, you got something in your teeth. It's like, oh no, thanks for telling, oh, that's so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing to have food stuck in your teeth. You don't know that. What's embarrassing is to notice that somebody has food stuck in their teeth and to say nothing to them and send them out to live the rest of their lives, you know, embarrassing themselves in front of all of these people who think that, oh, I'm just gonna keep this to myself because why? Because I don't want to embarrass them. You're sending them out. You're the only person that noticed it. Now you've sent them out to have untold hundreds of other people see them and say nothing. So who's really the jerk? The jerk is the person who notices that there's something stuck in somebody's teeth and says nothing about it. The jerk is the person who notices the lady wearing a tent Mm -hmm. in the airport and says nothing. And tries to tell everyone else in the room to not notice. Right, and tells everybody else, tries to shame everybody else in the universe for laughing at her when it is legitimately funny. It's a person who's trying to deny the laws of the universe, which says that when somebody does something absurd or silly, they will be laughed at. And then you go around and shame everybody for doing what is naturally required by the universe itself, by God himself. He gave us the sense to to recognize silliness and respond to it. So the jerk is the person who tries to rationalize or make excuses for somebody Who's doing something absurd? Yeah, we're definitely going to need to record something for this segment to explain it a little quicker than than we just did. Twelve minutes, <laughs> right? So, well, but this is this is the uh, you know the maiden voyage, and so if we're um, you know we can establish we can establish the premise, and then we can use it moving forward. And yeah. why are you? I, I, this has been okay so far. Now I'm starting to be self-conscious. Well, because you didn't actually, and I don't think we have time now, you didn't actually bring up the actual <laughs> example that you were going to bring up. No, because I, t- I told you that we were off the track, and you said, oh, it's okay because we were talking about... All right, well, that's good grief. So we got a bumper at the at the back end of good grief, too? Just because I like the music. Okay. All right. That's uh, that was good grief. All right, we got one more. We got one more segment. Okay. And uh, this is this is where we'll. Um, do you do you want to explain this, or or do you want to trust me to do that again? Well, first, we have to. It's John Brandon's hill to die on. <laughs> this is a segment that is uh, dedicated to basically me saying. This is a line in the sand that I've drawn. This is a hill that I am willing to die on. This is something that I believe strongly in, a conviction that I absolutely will stand behind to the death. They say that it, with it, for every sermon or speech that you need to leave people with a takeaway, mm-hmm. you've got to give them, what is it, a call to action. Mm-hmm. And so this is why it goes at the end, because this is basically your invitation for everyone else to join you on your hill to die on. One of the other things that we're probably going to do, this will be the first hill that I'm going to die on, is that we're going to have to figure out 
how and when to use these sound effects for future podcasts. What do you mean? I've figured it out as it much seems as possible. Pretty random to me. This episode. Hmm. It's sort of you. Contrary to how you normally operate, you seem to be trusting your feelings about the sound effects rather than having a rational plan. My ears, my ears are telling me. And I've, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. I'm just pointing it out to you that I'm, I'm noticing a different peaches than we've had in previous podcast episodes. I thought it would help people know which segment we were on. If I played those sound effects, yeah, well, I agree as I, much as possible. <laughs> okay, I I agree that the the sound effects are okay to signal signal the um, different segments coming and go, but I, it just seems like yeah. I said random. Yeah, like you're sort of firing them. If I knew how to keep tells you it on a loop in the background, just <laughs> gunshots and screaming the whole time, really quietly, just uh-huh. off in the distance while just, you're just like on a, your hill. Just like a sound effects bed of, of maybe, a battlefield. Maybe some patriotic music over this one. Battle Hymn of the Republic. Battle Hymn of the Republic, that's yeah. right. That's the only one that really makes sense. Yep. A little p- pan flute mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, so my hill to die on. The reason that we have incorporated this segment into the podcast is because it has come to my attention that Christendom, the church at large, has gotten into the business of being passive as if passivity is a mark of spirituality. Right. Well, and every time you ever say anything as a comedian or otherwise, you post something, you know, on social media and you make an observation. And the first thing that people ask is, are you sure this is a hill that you want to die on? Right. Right. Are you sure that this is a hill that you want to die on? And that it doesn't matter what your conviction is. It doesn't matter what statements you've made. People ask, are you sure this is a hill that we want to die on? I mean, and, and from the Christian point of view, it's quickly followed up with something along the lines of, because really all we're supposed to do is just hold up Jesus. We're just supposed to, to proclaim the gospel and, and, let people come to know the love of Christ. We're just supposed to reflect love to people. We're not supposed to be making statements and, and taking social stance. And I think that what it is is basically gutless. It's a, oh, I don't want to make, I don't want to make that statement because that's going to upset some people and make them mad. And so my question has come to be, when I'm asked, is this a hill that you're willing to die on? I will ask, is this a hill that you're going to kill me on? Because right. that's basically a test of your resolve. I mean, how strongly do you feel about this? How strongly do you feel that I'm wrong? Are right. you actually willing to fight me about this? Right. Or are you just like a coward uh, yanking on my shirt tails, telling me to sit down and be quiet? Right. Well, and I can't help but notice that Jesus... Was literally killed on a hill. On a hill, he was. <laughs> I just as you were talking, you have that mental picture in my head. Do these people know we're talking about? You, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine the people as Jesus is carrying his cross down down the road to Golgotha, saying, "Jesus, are you sure this is a hill that you want to die on?" Yeah, but I think people are just they're used to that wishy washy. Um, they're used to everybody talking with that question mark at the end. Remember the guy who does the spoken word poem? You were supposed to say, do you remember the guy who talked 
like yeah. there was a question do you remember the at guy? the end of every statement he has a you spoken that word poem i'm actually looking it up right now are you but i can't it's called like you know like you know like yes. you know well but that is the the point is that taylor that, molly taylor right. molly is his name taylor molly that's one of the other things that we do on this podcast is we send you to other people's totally places. like whatever you know in case you hadn't noticed it's somehow become uncool to sound like you know what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's a great poem. You should it's a, listen it's to it. It's a great it. poem. You can look it up. Um, but that has become synonymous with Christian love. Right. That's what Un- it means to be uncertainty kind. Uncertainty means loving. Right. And it means kind. And, and not dying on any particular hill means that you are following Christ closely because you have no convictions, you have no passion, you have, you're not going to tell anybody that they're out of line. You're not going to point the finger at anybody and tell them that they look absurd right. in their tent. So do you have a hill to die on today? Yes, the hill that I'm going to die on is that we, um, we absolutely have the right to respond to people's absurdity with laughter. We don't have to apologize for that. We don't have to apologize for finding things funny. And you will see this, uh, this in place all over uh, our society. You will, and you can recognize it when somebody laughs, when, when something happens and somebody laughs, and then they quickly cover their mouth and say, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh at that. I'm sorry. Oh, I, 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 that, was, that was wrong. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. If anybody prefaces a phrase with, I shouldn't laugh, um, that person is standing on the hill that I'm willing to die on. And I would say that, yes, you, you should laugh. Uh, if, you are, if you are laughing because that is the natural knee-jerk reaction to whatever is going on, then it's legitimate. And we don't have to apologize for that. Our sense of humor is how we get through suffering. It's a weapon that God gave us to to manage when bad things are happening. And to deny that is something that the church cannot continue to do. To to shame the people who have the the most robust sense of humor among us. Our, Our Christian brothers and sisters who laugh the most frequently and who laugh the easiest, those are people that we should be elevating and looking to in times of crisis. We should not be wagging our finger at them and telling them, hey, that's not appropriate. This is not the right time to joke. Right. So what we need from Carl is we need Carl to send us questions, comments, observations, things that that we can... Things that you've suffered with. Things that you've suffered with for the Good Grief segment. Um, Look at this as a challenge. Send send us things that are so outrageously horrible that there's no way that there could be humor in them. Right. Well, yeah. You might want. You don't even want to start with a softball. (laughs) We can start with a softball. Basically, they're all softballs, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Because I know what's I know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to think a hardball is like. What about a funeral? What about when your grandfather passes away? It's like I know what you think, but that's easy. So something that is, and I'm not trying to discourage you from sending those in, but if you're dealing with suffering, if you're dealing with um, something that's embarrassing, something that is causing you grief, um, send us those things. Send us those scenarios, and we will help you find where the humor is. Well, that's 
Yeah, and that's for the good grief segment. Also, they can Carl can tell us which hills he's willing to die on, right? Yep. Yeah. He can. Um, I'm particularly interested, for what it's worth, on social media trends and things that people are like sharing like they're a good idea, like really bad advice that all of your friends are sharing with each other. You know, like... You know, like, whether like, or not you should talk like this. It's always a question. You should just promote Jesus, right? Like, it's all about <laughs> Jesus, which means that whenever you say something that I dislike, you're probably not talking about Jesus. And, <laughs> right. Or, like, you're enough. You are enough. You're just enough. You know? You've always been enough. And... God doesn't want anything more from you than what you've already given. God wants you to be happy, you know. So anything that you're noticing that's kind of making the rounds on social media, that and would probably be good for you me. You can send for peaches in the world. Anything yeah. that you think the peaches should whirl about, you can and send not, us that. I'm not on Facebook anymore, um, other than trying to help manage the John Braining comedy page, which we don't do anything with anymore. So it's particularly if it's going on and, and going viral, I may not even know about it without your help, Carl. So. Right. The best place to go is we're on Gab. Yeah. We're on Gab. We're on BeWe. Look for John Brainian. And... Uh, you can also go to the website, johnbrandy.com, and you can drop us a line. But any of those places, and yeah, we, we want to hear from you. If there's something, if there's a hill that you want to die on, and you want to ask me if I'm willing to die on that hill with you, send me those, and we'll, we'll send, put those in too. What is it called? The official, uh, not a treaty, because that's usually for peace. That's usually after the war. Is a declaration over. of war? Like, yeah, like a declaration of yeah, if you want to declare war on something and ask if I will ally myself with you in that war, then we can have yeah. those. Do they have, an, do they have a document that you send? I don't know anything about, like, uh, aristocrats or bureaucracy. Like Aristocrats? Aristocrats. <laughs> Is there a thing that they send each other? Like, if one king wants to go to war with another king, but he wants to invite the third king to be on his side? Like a... Yeah, well, they have... They have I think that's a treaty where you, like where you say we're going to... We a letter of intent. An ally. <laughs> I don't know what the war. official we want to be on your side document is. We need a lawyer. If there's anybody out there who's got experience in declaring war, <laughs> I need some drafts sent anybody, to me. Anybody who's, yeah, who's experienced at waging war, we want to hear from you. Um, but that's it. So reach out and uh, talk to us. This is This is your podcast. It's always been your podcast we want this to be like it's around the kitchen table with the comedian next door so if you want to be part of this conversation reach out we want to hear from you that all that's it that all <laughs> we're bye done. we're done bye carl